It is time to talk to uh, Emma Lang, comedian's comedian. Emma Lang is bringing a show. That's That's what what they they said. said. That's what it says here. Is bringing a show to the Fringe Festival, which is based on her experience of a brain tumour. Now, cancer might not be what you'd think of as laugh a minute as the first choice, but her solo show is called An Almighty Yes, combining absurdist comedy with honest testimony. Her stand-up routines, of course, were a fixture of the 1990s classic comedy scene. She's shaking her head, often appearing alongside the Top Twins. She's she's nodding now. Emma Lang is with me in the studio. Morena. Morena. Um, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure um, to have you here. Uh, a comedy about brain cancer. Yeah, that's the one. Why that's, is that then? That's what it said in the headlines. Mm. Um, that's a very valid question, and it's a hard line to walk, in fact. <laughs> I've done, I'm sort of a jack of all trades, I suppose, hmm. Susie, but master of none in that instance. So I always felt comedy is kind of a part of me. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to get to the answer to that. Um, no, no, okay. The preamble is that when you have a sense of humour, um, it's challenging when something wretched happens um but you still sort of want to to stay joyful you still want to because it's who you are you mm-hmm. know in my bones i have joy and um i guess i wanted to i don't know write it one last show effectively because i had such a shitty prognosis so i thought well what am i going to write about and mm. my biggest and most recent event was cancer. So, and it's pretty ripe material, Susie. Um, but I, right yeah, it, it's you know, it's very ripe with options because uh, it's a very intense experience. There's so many parts to it, and there are so many people with it. Mm. Um, and there's lots, and it's so obscenely awful. It's appalling. And sometimes when things are really bleak and really bla- bad, it is kind of funny in a it's, way. It's the black humour, isn't it? You've got to get a wee bit of distance um, from it. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Know, it it is. Certainly newsrooms yeah. are full of it. and No doubt. Uh, quite a few areas of hospitals, I think, are are full of it too. You can't very but many find it funny. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's how how we begin to understand and rationalise things that are that are big and difficult. I guess it's true. But again, it is a really difficult line to walk because mm. it's very raw and um, people die and um, people can be affronted. It's a lot to cope with. Mm. People are very fragile. Um, and people get offended uh, by the idea of someone making you know humour out of it. How are you? I'm great. But again, um, that's easy for me to say that. I think gratitude is a really big tenant of cancer or illness or life, but that's mm-hmm. a very, very, very difficult thing to a- achieve, particularly when you get a really um, bad diagnosis, when someone says you've got not long to live. Mm. It's incredibly challenging. Um, it's impossible, in fact, mm. to feel g- gratitude. But I think I've worked my way through a lot of that. Um, but you have to also have a determination. Mm-hmm. Um because it's not all barren skittles, Susie. You know, there is that undertow <laughs> that you get when you get a horrid, uh, you know, when they say you've got, but they put you on the bell curve of death. You can't ignore any of that. There mm. is constantly an undertow, an undercurrent. Um, I try never to think about that or never to get, you know, knocked over by that. But I do think that it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a decision I've, I've made. Is there a freedom in that? Because none of us 
know when our time is going to be yes, up. Yes, correct. Except you've maybe got a bit of a a little inkling ahead of time that you might not have as long as perhaps you once thought you did. And so what does that do to, or what has it done to your psyche? Well, my, my, I had a very unusual experience because you're right. Um, initially, I had um, the Western medical system, um, which are very under the pump. They're very busy. You become a number. I, I appreciate that, but they they tell you very bluntly what you where you how soon you'll die, and and but I also rather miraculously had an an Indian Ayurvedic brain surgeon, and he came along sort of by accident, and mm-hmm. I think it's a miracle by hokey, um, and he was a blessing to me because he said to me. I have in one ear, you've got not long to live. Mm. And then I had this beautiful Ayurvedic surgeon saying to me, Emma, it is up to you now. It's entirely up to you. So from that that point forward, that was in 2016, I it, I took his word and I ran with it because there's that whole idea of you no know, a life half you know life half lived. Mm. I didn't want to live a life half lived. Mm. Um, and I knew that just regardless of whether I lived or died. I didn't want it to be miserable. And it was that beautiful surgeon who empowered me. He said, yeah, you, you, you may die, but it's up to you whether you die well or whether you live well or whether you, you know, it, it was a very, very important few words that he said to me. Eight years ago. It was, I guess so. I don't count, Susie. Um, I'm getting prettier. I know that. Um, <laughs> but again, it's very difficult. You, you have to make a habit of trying to be positive and and because there's a, so much negativity um, in cancer and disease, and there's so many life challenges, COVID, you know, menopause, being fired, depression, you know, they they're sort of on a on a similar spectrum in I some mean, it way, shape, hilarious. or form. It's a <laughs> it <laughs> it's a rollicking good so laugh. fun. It's bittersweet. Um, so tell me about the show and and how you decided to. I don't know if it's like integrating your brain cancer into the show or whether the show's the in- just entirely about that. Well, it's the elephant in the room, mm. and it doesn't help that all the promotion clap on about it. Um, <laughs> and I've got scans to prove it. But that's it. again, I think my humour has always been quite obtuse and quite oblique, and mm. um, and I've always enjoyed that kind of absurdist approach to things mm. um, so I characters have always been my mainstay I don't know if people really do characters anymore I used to write sad eye back in the day it's all a bit passe these days Susie I try not to talk about it in public um, but I was always characters always came really quickly to me mm-hmm. and so I've sort of leaned on a bit, bit of those um, some characters that I know that I love and that I knew could convey um, convey what I was feeling mm-hmm. uh, uh, about my cancer in a way that was humorous but still to the point. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that walking that line mm. of of giving an honest testimony and a, and a bit of humor, wrapping it in a bit of humor. Mm. So I'm not the laugh-a-minute comic of, you know, what, the 1990s, whatever's written then. Um, this show is particularly um, has pathos. It's pathos with comedy, effectively. Mm. Because... Where do you find those moments of humour when you're in the situation you're in? They sort of pop out of nowhere. Um, And I've been really lucky. I've had an amazing, amazing life right from the weed, my weed days of being a weed tot. 
um, I've sort of been overcome with joy. Often I'd had to take it behind the couch, like it would be so, I'd be laughing hysterically and never really knowing why or for what reason or... Um, and I've had some really, really wretched times in my life, to be fair. Uh, aside from cancer, you know, we all have instances that have been really very disabling. Mm. But I know from those times um, that I've always been able to find joy or joy has kind of found me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel very, very lucky for that. I sort of feel like I've, um, I'm very supported in some way shape or form by whatever that is i think it's my higher self you know i think it's my i think it's god um you know i mean and i and i have to have faith in that you've got to it's yeah i've got to have faith in that um you talked about scans um they're part of the show aren't they a little bit a little bit how does that work can you tell us i've got slides Mm -hmm. um powerpoint (laughs) fantastic it's a powerpoint i think high school um and my projectors (laughs) yes 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 no i do i have slides uh that that do show my brain yeah because it's a big one she's a big one rather hilariously the doc dr gal he's a lovely brain surgeon down in um no he's a neurologist sorry in dunners We talked to Bear and he did that very candid thing on my first MRI. He said, Emma, are you sitting down? And I said, yes, I am. And he said, it's a big one. So I knew right from the get-go that it was old and that it was big. It's about a quarter of the size of my brain. It takes up a whole sort of quarter of my hemisphere. That's big. Look at me now, though. I'm not slurring. I'm not dribbling. People are disappointed, I think, that I'm not much more maligned. People come to see me and they're like, oh, she's fine. <laughs> she's so fine. And I guess to that extent, I am fine. Mm. Um, um, and I, so I'm pretty, pretty blessed and pretty stoked. How did you find out it was there? Um, quite by accident. I, again, I think again, Susie, the hand of God. Mm. I'm not a Christian, but I do feel like there was some intervention here. Um, I was doing radio, mm-hmm. and I was doing overnight talkback on what was Radio Live. So in the middle of the night, you're tired, mm. and I had I, I did it for a few years, and over the course of about a year, I had maybe four or five experiences while I was taking a call. Of sort of out of body experiences, I suppose, of sort of shifting out of my body and coming mm. back, and I thought nothing of it. I went home. I lived down south in Queenstown. Went to my doctor for my annual checkup. You know, it costs a lot of money, Susie. I always go in with a great big checklist. I ran through it top to bottom, and I think Doctor Allen all picked up on the fact that I said, "Oh, I've had these out of body things," and then I kind of moved on to my knee, to my feet, and I forgot all about it. But she did uh, on my behalf, without knowing. She didn't tell me. She sent a letter off to Doctor David Gow. Mm. So I got a referral from that, and that was really the the beginning of it. Mm. Of sort of unpicking it, and it took a long time to find. It took about sort of five months. Everyone sort of forgot about it. Mm. And then, uh, then booyah, there it was. So next to no symptoms, almost nothing. That's astonishing. Thank you. Congratulations. I know. Um, so it's discovered. And what sort of treatment did you have to go through? Because it can be pretty rugged. Well, I think that shock is the biggest thing of all. Um, and there's not really much you can do about the shock. Um, but I had the craniotomy. They sent me hurriedly to Dunedin Hospital. Mm. Um, and where I met beautiful uh, Ragnet, my most Indian surgeon. He mm-hmm. was again a tonic, so he did the craniotomy. Mm-hmm. But he and I got on like a house on fire, so he was actually part of my therapy. He didn't have to do any paperwork fundamentally, so we would sit together in a couple of days leading up to the op and laugh. He was very custodial. Mm. He was very parental. So that helped me immeasurably. He did a lengthy craniotomy. Mm. He got in there, did his magic. Then I had long periods of um, radiation and chemo. Mm. 
That's a pretty long road. Um, but you are here so many I'm years so later. Here. I'm so here. Yeah. I am here. And I've had so many people along the way support me and give me love and support. And it is a community, Susie. Mm. You know, I'm just one of thousands and thousands. Mm. Um, and we're all different. We've all got a different name, shape, size. We've all got a different number in the health system. Mm-hmm. Um, but needless, we're all kind of, we're all sort of in a community of, of sorts. Mm. Um, I sort of don't want to ask you this, but Please I'm going ask. to. No, I mean, it's... I'm a Gemini. I like walks on the beach. Oh. I'm currently single. Is it therapeutic? Walks on the beach? Oh. brain cancer when uh, you've yes, cancer? yes and no. I'm not there yet. Part of wanting to do this show is that I'd lost my voice. I used to... You seem to have found it again. Well, yes and no. Um... I guess I just wanted to find my humour again. Remember who I am again. And that had gone, had been eclipsed. I had let it go somewhere along the way, Susie. Mm. And I guess part of the show is trying to hear that again, effectively. Uh, I'm not there yet. Um, but I think if, yeah, that's that's part of creating the show and running the show is to hope to hear it again. So from the... The artistic side of you, the creative side of you, what has it been like putting the show together right through that process to getting back on stage? Really hard. Because it's been years. It's been about 20 years since mm. I wrote comedy. It's about 20 years since I, I got on stage. Um, and it was challenging. And I also had the challenge of trying to understand what my brain was like now. Mm. My tumour was right in my communication part. Um, it's not ideal when you're a communicator. It's not the greatest, Susie. Mm-hmm. So combined with trying to work out what this kind of new brain was like um, and the, the length of time that had gone since I ever wrote comedy, it was really, really challenging. Mm. But also I'm an elder now. That was a bit of a shock um, when you were arrived back in the scene. And it's phenomenal to come back into this creative scene. Mm. And there's these incredibly young people making phenomenal Mm. works great freedom of social media and apps and the ways you can express yourself now are so 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 different from from back when and it's incredible there's this ocean of creativity now which is phenomenal Mm -hmm. so so i am back in a whole different world um so yeah it's been really really challenging because they're like they pull a chair out when you walk into a room because i'm old now they think no one knows everyone forgets susie um so yeah it's been really really challenging but but i'd be getting very 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 happy to to be to be there in that position and i'm I'm happy just it's just it's just like a beginning for me i think it's just Mm. like a start again because you are back on stage and is that becoming more comfortable do you feel more at home not yet not yet not yet um i that's where i would love to be um is to feel that <laughs> like it's your second skin. I felt that mm. before, clearly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, it's not my first rodeo, um, but I would love to feel that again. And I get that's what I'm pursuing, is that comfort, that freedom, um, that fearlessness to just, to just say what I want to say. Yeah. What sort of reaction do you get to the shows? It's tricky. I haven't run it many times yet. Mm. It's only had one season. Mm. And I didn't know, to be fair, because of the subject matter. Uh, and I think <laughs> it's still a fledgling um, because, again, my history sort of has 
you know, that blurb, God bless it. Mm. I think people, some people come along remembering the Emma of old, mm. expecting to roll in the aisles, but it's not technically that. Mm-hmm. You can't wash comedy out of me. Um, but at the minute, it's quite the some. Sim- there's some bleak lines threaded through it, and that's been tricky. However, that being said, in the shows that I have done, there have been numerous people who I have never met come up to me mm. and say, wow, this is really powerful. This is great. Thank you. Um, so there is an audience there, and I'm glad. I was very elated to find those people. Mm. Um, and we've sort of paired up with Rare Disorders New Zealand as a consequence because, again, it's so, so, so common. And there are lots of organisations in New Zealand, Brain Tumor Organisation um, and Rare Disorders. We're doing a special show particularly for Rare Disorders New Zealand. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole swag of people who I think would love the show. Uh, Jules Top raved about it. Well, she's got cancer. Yeah. We're peas in a pod. Yeah. She gave me good advice right, right from the get-go. She's a veteran of cancer, and she's stoic. You know, she mm. she's so fantastically upbeat about it all. And I think I've followed, tried to emulate, maybe I've tried to follow step, but we are very kindred in that way, mm. that it's important to cry and to, you know, have a low few moments or days or months. You've got to do that, but you've also got to just try and find the light again. Um, and she's great at that. Mm. And so are you, I suspect. She is. Thank you very much for your time. You're lovely. coming on Saturday morning. So are you. That is Emma Lang there. An Almighty Yes is the name of the show. It's playing at the New Zealand Fringe Festival in Wellington. Uh, it's also going to be playing in Dunedin. Uh, Dunedinfringe.nz is where you can find that one. And Wellington, it's fringe.co.nz. If you take a look there, you will be able to find information about Emma's show.